0: In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with Ashley from Pursue Good Foods. We talk about myths surrounding fitness in women specifically, how to keep yourself motivated throughout the holiday season, and so much more. I am so excited for you guys to hear this episode, so enjoy. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. Hello and welcome back to Call to Marriage. We are in this series of surviving the holidays, the chaos of the holidays, kind of maintaining our sanity throughout it. And so today I have a special guest with me, Ashley. And Ashley, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, that would be fantastic.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I'm extremely excited and Um, ready to talk about health and fitness. I actually started my um, background um, from the University of South Carolina, Columbia. I majored in public health, minored in food systems and nutrition. I am finishing up right now my master's of science in public health, again, concentration in nutrition from Liberty University. I'm a personal trainer, a food blogger. I'm a military spouse, relatively new, and we are stationed in uh, North Carolina.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually super extra excited to have Ashley on because for those of you that know me outside of the podcast, I also went to the University of South Carolina and I was Ashley's RM when she was a freshman in college, which was super cool. She lived on my hall. So when I learned um, all these really cool, awesome things that Ashley was doing and I obviously keep up with her on Instagram and everything like that. I figured it'd be so awesome to bring her on to share some of her knowledge with you guys, because she does have a lot of awesome resources and knowledge. And I love your food blog, which you get to tell everyone about that at the end of the episode, but she has such an amazing spread, just a beautiful layout. And just everything you talk about is so good. And I love the concept behind what you do.
1: Thank you so much. That's so sweet. (laughs)
0: So, like I said, we're in, excuse me, we're in this holiday season. And so before we get into the meat of today's episode, I'd love for you to tell the listeners, you know, what has been your favorite holiday memory?
1: So this might be a little cliche for the podcast, but it's true. My favorite holiday memory is actually picking up my now husband, um, from basic during holiday block leave for Christmas, uh, two years ago. And, um, it was a special time because you know he uh, was gone for a long time and it's rare that you get to see your spouse or boyfriend while they're in basic mm-hmm. and we got to have him at home for two weeks. I was the one that got to go pick him up and that just was extremely special to me uh, to be the one to do that and have him home for the holidays.
0: Yeah. I love that. The, the magical moment of picking your person up, when you know, it be a deployment or basic or whatever. I get butterflies, like thinking about it. I know when I picked my husband up from after he was done with deployment, it was like, you get to see your person all over again for the first time almost. And it's just such a cool feeling.
1: It really is. I'm smiling, sitting here thinking about
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> I love it. So, so your food account is called pursue good food. And so I, would love to kind of understand the passion behind that and where this passion for fitness and just healthy living came from.
1: Yeah, so um it came from a lot of different aspects of my life and I'm willing to admit not all of them were positive um but the food account has is something positive that's come out of it. Um it stems all the way back from I would say 8th grade kind of you know going in to puberty, going into high school, and you're really self-conscious, and I've decided I wanted to lose a a little bit of weight, and um, that led me into running. I thought, okay, I can do this. That's what all the skinny girls do, Um, so then I found out I was pretty decent at running. I was recruited by the high school cross-country coach, and he always commented on how skinny I am, and how fast I am, and I had good times, so I then equated me being a good runner to being skinny Mm -hmm. and that unfortunately led me to a lot of disordered eating thoughts and habits and I was no one knew that at the time and I was still applauded for being really fit and really healthy and really skinny and I was suffering a lot mentally and um, didn't know where to turn I mean when you went on Pinterest or Instagram at that time it was 100 calorie snacks or how to lose 10 pounds quick and just none of it talked about mental health and um, when it comes to losing weight or actually truly being healthy. So fast forward to going into college, still a lot of disordered eating thoughts, but I knew that they were wrong. And I was in the process of trying to break these habits. And that really just pushed me to go into public health. I knew I liked health and I knew that there was a better way. And I thought, well, why not study it? Um, So all throughout college, well, let's see, so going into or leaving freshman year, I would say is when I created Pursue Good Food. And I was kind of telling myself and my followers that, oh, I'd come from an eating disorder past. I'm better now. I'm recovered. Telling myself kind of the fake it till you make it thing Mm -hmm, where I was still going through those disordered habits and thoughts just a little bit, but I was kind of afraid to show and tell that. Um, And I thought, well, if I can help other people avoid this or other people that are going through it, then that would be good and in the process it really helped me too it helped me a lot to grow and see like okay like other people are experiencing this it's okay for me to talk about it. it's okay that I'm not getting better all the time and eventually I did I really did like right now I'm in a place of true health mentally physically like I don't have disordered eating thoughts and um, along the way I've helped I'd I like to say a lot of people and uh, myself as well and, um, so, I mean, that's how pursue good food got started through kind of a, a negative situation and now it's completely positive and I have a platform to help other people and it's, it's really fulfilling.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And I, and I agree with you, like, it's so hard, especially I think it's, as, as like young women coming up in, you know, through middle school and high school, like I myself struggled a lot with just understanding like my eating and, and disordered eating thoughts and things like that nature as well. And so to see kind of your platform, be so fulfilling and so good and just kind of push content that is, you know, Hey, you should eat. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't deprive yourself. You should eat. And so you also do a lot in the fitness aspect of it. So kind of, you know, I know you were a runner, but so now I think kind of seeing your growth on Instagram and, and your fitness growth throughout the last couple of years, you really kind of switched your, your mentality and your focus on, on fitness. And so where would you say, um, your focus has been most with your fitness journey?
1: I would say it's all about compound lifts and it's a true functionality, happy medium. I don't fit necessarily in the category of a crossfitter or a power lifter. Um, I don't do competitions, but I, I really, really believe in lifting heavy weight to see not only results, but you feel good. And then along with that feel-good do come the results. A lot of women want to tone and they don't understand that to get that toned look, you have to build a little bit of muscle here and you have to lift heavy things that are hard to lift and, and you get a lot out of it. Um, so I am American college of sports medicine, certified ACSM. And, um, I do a little bit of all, I still do the cardio. I don't solely focus on cardio anymore. Mm-hmm. If you weight lift three times a week, even two times a week, And then same thing with cardio, finish off 30 minutes cardio, or maybe one day you just feel like walking or going for a jog, whatever feels good to you is really where I am right now with my fitness.
0: Yeah. I think you touched on something that I hear all the time because I, you know, when I was trying to, I I don't work out a a lot as much as I should, but I've been trying to get into it. And one thing that I think there's this myth that if you lift, you're going to get bulky. And I read something the other day where people who have that muscle didn't happen upon it by accident. It was something that they actively work towards. So you're not just going to bulk up by lifting one or two times, like little weight. You know what I mean? So like, where, yeah, do yeah, think, yeah. where do you think this mentality comes from? And what would you say against that mentality?
1: I think it really stems from um, going back to how I was kind of saying in middle school, if you got on Instagram or Pinterest, it was directed towards women and eating less and more cardio Mm -hmm. and the slim look and none of that was associated with lifting weights lifting weights was categorized and labeled for men and men only and those healthy men were presented as super muscular and buff and defined and the women were labeled as slender and dainty and graceful so it created this hard division between what was allowed for men to do and what they were supposed to look like and what women were allowed to do and what they were supposed to look like. And it's still really, really hard to break that myth that lifting weights can be for women is for women, should be for women. And you're not going to get that bulky, huge look. I sometimes tell my clients, the female clients, and they say, no, I don't want to lift weights. I just want to get toned. And I say, you couldn't get bulky if you tried. I dare you to try. It's You cannot do it. I mean, you can, but it would take such effort and such dedication and such precision day in and day out to get quote unquote bulky.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love. I love that there's just this, even still, so just this divide and, and a lot of what you're doing is is breaking it and which is, I think is really cool. And so part of, you know, the reason of bringing you on is one, to have these kinds of conversations. I think a lot of times us as spouses, you know, there's a lot of negative phrasing around the way that spouses look, and it can be really detrimental and hard and to, to kind of hear that. And I know a lot of you listening have maybe heard the term dependopotamus or, you know, just different things like that to, to kind of degrade spouses. And a lot of that negativity is focused and centralized on how spouses look. And so what do you think is just kind of a way in which we can hold on to a more positive mentality? Kind of what are some things that you affirm to yourself when you feel kind of those intrusive thoughts coming from either yourself or from the outside? How do you work through those?
1: That's a really good question. It It is hard day in and day out because the image is so strong in our heads of what we should look like and what we should do. And uh, you just have to constantly remind yourself that although that's what is presented out there, you need to do what is best for you. And if that means getting up and going into the gym, even if you're uncomfortable, or even if you don't feel like as a military spouse, you might be- not belong in that gym, you do. And truly fake it till you make it keep going in there remind yourself no one's looking at you (laughs) everyone else is so focused on their own workout just go in there get it done little by little day by day
0: yeah and I think you touched on something too that Those workout spaces, yes, there are some that are strictly dedicated for active duty service members. And and usually it's because that's where a lot of the high impact units are. But those gyms are, they also have designated gyms for pretty much everybody and some gyms even just for spouses. And so those spaces and those resources are there for you to utilize and for you to use. And you are meant to be there. You are supposed to be there. That is your space. And I think because I do the same thing, too, I'll go try and work out and I'm constantly searching around the room being like, oh, my gosh, are they judging me because I'm only lifting five pounds because that's all I can lift right now, like are they making fun of me? Are they snickering? No, they're not. It's in my
1: head. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone else is so focused on their own weights. If their form is good, what they're wearing, you know, anything else other than you, no one cares in the nicest way. No one cares. (laughs) You're, you
0: are meant to be in that space. So as we talk about like fitness and getting into that space and doing it, I think a lot of us, as we move towards, you know, our new year's resolutions and we go through this holiday season for me, especially December, it is so dang difficult to stick to a routine and because, you know, there's office Christmas parties and there's, frg christmas parties and there's family parties and there's this event and there's this event and so i think one scheduling and the time and everything like that is hard but what do you feel are are some reasons that people just have a harder time sticking to some sort of routine during the holiday season
1: I would say the biggest reason that people have a hard time is because they feel like they have to be perfect, that their Mm -hmm. eating has to be perfect or not at all, or their workout routine has to be perfect or not at all. And that's not the case. A little bit does go a long way and it's consistency that matters. If you are right now working out three times a week and that looks like weightlifting or it might be running three miles for you and you go home for the holiday and you don't have access to that same equipment. Well, now three times a week, you could just go for a walk with the family or get up before, you know, things start going and do a quick yoga stretch. If you have 30 minutes, 10 minutes, it doesn't matter. Just consistency is key and it doesn't have to be perfect.
0: I love, and I think I want to touch on that consistency is is key part because you brought up something where, and we've talked about this in the podcast before I brought Mary Catherine on who's a nutritionist and we talked about the all or nothing mentality and you brought it up as well. So, you know, for people who are going through that all or nothing mentality, what is, you know, in your, cause I know for me, like if something seems too overwhelming or too difficult, my brain just shuts it down. it's like, Nope, we can't, we can't do it. We're going to walk away. We're going to save ourselves from embarrassment. We're not doing it. So in that regard, from a fitness aspect, this is gonna be a two-part question, but from a fitness aspect, what is something that people can do to kind of start their journey, something small to take that first step forward in having better fitness. And then on the other side, for those of us who need to fuel ourselves during this, but we get so wrapped up in the chaos, what's a really good, easy, simple go-to nutritional snack that we can kind of set aside for ourselves. So we're not just grabbing the cookies and the chips and the popcorn.
1: Yeah, I I love that. So for the fitness aspect, I would say think about if you're missing your workout, don't focus on, hey, what am I losing reframe and think, what am I gaining by missing this workout? Well, your muscles are going to fully recover. By eating this food, good, good food during the holidays, your muscles are going to be saturated with glycogen. So next time you do get a chance to go into the gym, you're going to have an amazing workout. You're not going to be fatigued. You're going to be refreshed, ready to go. A break is great. I mean, even professional athletes, when they're lifting constantly in their program, it is sectioned off for them to have time off. Time off is a beautiful thing, and you can gain a lot more by taking that time off than you would by stressing yourself out about missing a workout. And, uh, for the nutrition aspect, I have felt that feeling so many times where you're talking about the all or nothing and you Mm -hmm. get overwhelmed around food and you think I'm just going to leave or walk away before I embarrass myself. I understand that it is chaos in your head and no one else around you knows what's going on. And it's very difficult because you can't just turn to a family member and say, Hey, this food in this environment is really overwhelming me. That's a difficult conversation to have. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So what I do even now is if I'm in a situation where there's a lot of food and I feel not, not per se tempted, but just out of control, I will literally tell myself to take a deep breath and I will take a deep breath and think, okay, this food, this food that's in front of me is not the only food that exists. It exists tomorrow. It'll be here. I don't have to go crazy with it. Um, it's hard. It's harder to say than to practice. Um, But as long as you are self-aware and think, all right, I am freaking out right now. I need to take a deep breath, remind myself that it's not all or nothing, Mm -hmm. and then return to it. Maybe have a glass of water. Like, am I really hungry? Am I hydrated? Am I tense? Am I eating out of boredom? Kind of do a checklist. And then if you still say, okay, I'm hungry. I do want to eat this. I'm going to do that. Then that's that.
0: I love that. I think it's, it's just good to kind of keep yourself in check a little bit and remind yourself. And I think too, it sounds so silly and maybe weird to you, but you listeners, I mean, and just kind of, it's okay to talk to yourself and talk yourself through something. I know I do it all the time and it helps a ton. And, and I think you're kind of saying the same thing of just, you know, hold yourself accountable and help talk yourself through it and and you'll get there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Talk yourself through it. I'll like, only you know what's going on inside your head. No one else is thinking, oh, well, why are they not eating? Or they look upset. You no, know, just do what you need to do to be your best self. And I think you asked to um, a good snack for mm-hmm. the holidays. Yeah. So what I really think is a great combo, it's it's portable, um, it's small, but you could go with a banana, some peanut butter, or any kind of nut butter. And for that crunchy, just like a handful of cereal, it can be Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks are not that bad for you. It could be Cheerios. It could be granola, just anything for a crunch and sweet. So you're getting carbs there. You're getting good fats and then you're getting just something sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it too that crunch is good. It's like a good mouthfeel too. And I think yeah. sometimes when there's like texture, it can help to kind of make you feel like you're getting more out of it than, than maybe you think you are.
1: Absolutely. And then there was another little tip that I have recently discovered that has changed the way I travel. Um, Most gas stations, this is kind of silly. Most gas stations have microwaves. And so then I realized I can take basically whole meals from my house. If I'm going on a five, six hour drive, I can pack spaghetti that I've made, um, pasta, anything like a real meal. And then you're going down the, the interstate, wherever you're going, pull into a gas station. You can warm it up right there. You don't have to get fast food or just like uh, a sandwich or something you're not really in the mood for. So that's big during the holidays. You can take food with you and warm it up.
0: That's a great hack. I never even thought about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Recently, I was like, oh my gosh, they're small. They're normally closer to the ground, like where they have the hot dogs and yeah, the like, uh, coffee and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like there was a microwave right near that area. And I mean, people don't mind if you warm up your food there.
0: That's awesome. That's a great, great little hack. So if you're traveling for the holidays, there you go. There's a, <laughs> there's a travel hack for <laughs> yeah. you. Well, Ashley, I have just been so grateful to have you on the show and to talk us through these things. And so I would love for you to tell everybody, you know, where they can find you, how they can, can get connected with you, all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, being on the show and talking with you. You can find me at Pursue Good Food on Instagram.
0: Awesome. And I will, obviously, I will tag her in everything so that you guys can find her and, and on her Instagram posts and everything like that, you'll be able to look her up. But again, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you all listeners really enjoyed this episode and got a lot out of it. If you have any questions about military life, being newly married, being a military spouse, anything like that, feel free to email me at gmail.com. or you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Call to Marriage. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't forget to leave us a review, rate us, and subscribe. It really helps the show so, so much. And as always, you are more than just a spouse. You are more than just a wife or a husband. You are a person with uniqueness and purpose. And I'm so grateful that you're on this journey with me. And I hope you all have a fantastic week. Bye.